The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. Today on the Court TV podcast to spotlight the premiere of the Court TV original documentary series, OJ 25, we are looking back at the case of California versus OJ Simpson, including an in-depth interview with the host of OJ 25, Roger Cossack. This is the Court TV podcast with Vinnie Politan and Seema Iyer. Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. I'm Vinny Politan, and I'm here with Seema Iyer. Seema, great to see you. Great to see you. Yes. And, and, and you know, it's, it's really, we've, we've done the first year of Court TV. We're, yes. in, we're starting our second year here in, in 2020, and so many different things are happening. Right? Right? Our, our core business, though, is the, is the coverage of these live trials, big ones like Harvey Weinstein. We're on that. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much else happening here at Court TV. And it is our bread and butter crime and where did it all begin? That is the question. And for a lot of us, it was the trial of O.J. Simpson. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, the, the trial of O.J. Simpson, it's hard to describe the impact that it had um, on the world of televised trials. Exactly. Because there were big ones before O.J. Simpson, but O.J. Simpson I was feel, the biggest. Yes. And, and, it and was it, so big. And it definitely seemed to put Court TV on the map. Do you remember where you were during OJ? Yeah, I was practicing law. So I'm, you know, working at the firm, you know, billing like 12 hours a day and trying to catch glimpses of OJ Simpson. Okay. And so realizing I should not be in this office. I should be on the air talking about this stuff. And yes, I'm telling you, well, it's so, it's okay. So do you remember where you were during the uh, Bronco chase? Absolutely. Where were you? Because you're going to love where I was. I was in London. Oh, you're okay. Well, yours isn't fun. So, do, were you watching it? No. Now you have a I, British I accent that, for the rest of the yeah, pod. Yeah. But I, I heard that O.J. Simpson's wife died. Like that was the first thing we heard. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I didn't know that. I didn't know Nicole Brown Simpson. I, I, I sort of remembered his original wife. You know, the first wife. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad for O.J. I feel yeah, bad for him. Yeah, no, right. And then there was this crazy chase. But what I was doing at the time was trying to get updates on the New York Knicks. Okay. Okay. So guess. All right. You're going to love where I was. I was, uh, I think, near your hometown in Bergen County, New Jersey, with my boyfriend at the time, Gabe Savarese. Gabe. Gabe, Gabe Savarese. And Did you have to I, give his last name? Oh, the God, poor no, guy. Of course. So Gabe Savarese. Now everybody's Googling um, this guy. We were, we were dating and we were watching and we were with all his friends. Gabe uh, and the boys. Jimmy Cat and uh, Jack Frank and uh, Paulie and- uh, Was Big Petey there? And Little oh, Petey? Oh, Riley was there. I Regular mean, they were Petey. all there. We were watching the, the Knicks. Yeah. And then we watched the chase. Yeah. So and, so that's and, where it started for me. So the Knicks are playing in the, in the championship series, right? Mm-hmm. They end up losing it, sadly. But in the middle of it is the chase. And, and people are, like, at the garden, and everyone's watching the chase. It was just crazy. It was so, so monumental. And, uh, okay, so where were you? Now, just, like, fast forward, uh, you, you obviously came home from London. Where were you during the trial? During the trial. So I was working. So, I, you know, I was working long hours. but In it the was firm. Not, yeah, at the firm. Uh, but when I would go home at night, I would watch it on different networks. And I had Court TV. Now, at the time, what people don't realize is Court oh. TV 
was distributed, but not fully distributed across okay. the country because it was still relatively new. It was I, born in 91. Was it because people didn't rescan? No, no, had nothing to do with scanning or rescanning. This was all okay. cable distribution. So their distribution I wasn't, understand wasn't as wide is. as it was. Okay. But I had Court TV. Okay. So I was watching it on Court TV, okay, which so was amazing. He, were you watching it thinking... Terry Moran. I remember Terry Moran, Terry giving, Moran. Oh, giving me updates at night. So, so great. But at that moment, were you watching it thinking, I need to do this? This is where I need to be? That was always in the back of my mind. That, yeah. was, that wasn't the moment. My I mom, remember the moment. You know my moment yeah. for, for television, right? Yeah, say it again. Should I say it again? For yeah, the you folks? should. It's a great moment. Picture this, folks. I think it's a really good moment. It's shortly, also, it's shortly after the because OJ because I think it really does play into the interview of Roger Cossack and his process. So I think this is a great story. Please tell our listeners how I got back, how I got into television. Yeah, right. So I love okay, it. so I studied it. Okay, and and I grew up with a microphone in my hand. I mean, I, I've got. Uh, cassette recordings of me okay, doing no. radio shows when I was a kid. I had a uh, DJ. I was DJing. Bar mitzvahs. I, I had a video camera in the eighties. So sweet sixteens. Yeah, and I studied communication in college, but then yes. went to law school. Right. So I'm at home, and I hear the television's on in the other room, and I hear a voice. And I hear this voice. I'm like, I recognize that voice. I love this story. I re- so I go into the I room, and who is it? Juju Chang. Juju Chang. On uh, the ABC Nightly News with Peter Jennings. Juju. And I'm like, Juju, you did it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Juju and I went to college together. We okay. both worked at the radio station. Did you date? Did no, you go- no. Tell we were me both, a good story, please. We were both communication oh, majors. She was so super nice. Boring. Go ahead. She was so nice. I know. So I was like, she did it. I'm going to do it. And that changed your life. Oh, absolutely. I know. And it was like. That. It's just, it's just, I love that story. And I, because we both dreamed about it, it in, in college. We were sure. thinking about it, but then I went to law school and did all that stuff for a while. <sighs> Juju. But she did it and she, she was on ABC Network yeah. News. And it wasn't like, oh, Juju could do it so I could do it. No, it was like, wow, Juju did it. Yeah. I'm going to do That's it. That's wonderful. That, yeah. no, I and lo- it was shortly I, after the OJ case. I, I love that story. And uh, so during the OJ trial, I have to tell you this I was in law school in I mean, California. A just a kid. But here's the interesting thing. I was at law school at Southwestern. Southwestern had this crazy, in California, in L.A., had this crazy two-year program. I would never recommend it. It was horrible. I almost failed out. God Wait, willing. Wait, you in L.A. during the O.J. trial? Not only that, my, this is really interesting, you know, just because it connects to me being here now. Uh, my, the, the program director, her name was Karen Smith. She was the ABC commentator for the OJ trial. So it was the first idea that I realized, oh, you can be a lawyer and be on television. And the craziest thing of all, my roommate at the time, very good looking guy, like tall, good looking, whatever. He was sending headshots into Court TV. To Court TV. Now, did Gabe know this guy? um, Yeah. Yeah. Gabe came out. Gabe came out to California and hung out and with he all wasn't of us. Intimidated? Oh, and then Tommy Few, Tommy Few, part of the Gabe crew, who was there at the OJ Bronco chase. Tommy Few moved out to to California. To California, to yeah. All right. But so, do, do you? We, got, I mean, we need to do, you, do a reunion podcast. Do you understand? Get the whole though, crew together. Do, Vinny, do you understand how crazy it is that the roommate is applying to Core TV? That's nuts. All of this is happening, and I never even think to myself, "Oh, I could do this one day." Right. But uh, yes. Yeah, so so where's we that roommate now? Uh, his headshots. You know what he's doing? He's, he's behind a desk with a very boring life. Oh, wow. Unlike us. We should have him as a guest. 
he's probably too scared to be on television. Okay, but here's the end. So I was in law school when the verdict came out. And, okay, so this is my final thing about this. The craziest thing. So the verdict in the O.J. Simpson trial came out on Johnny Cochran's birthday, which is also my birthday. Wow. And then remember he was on a plane and then he came back and whatever. All right, so I'm done. So this is my connection with O.J. Yeah, and, and the verdict was in the middle of the day, as I recall. Yeah. So somehow we get word that the verdict is in. So get all the guys together, all these young associates, right? And, yeah. And uh, I think it's like me, Mark, Checky, we're all there, right? So we go Checky. back to my apartment around the corner because <laughs> I live close to work and no commute. And we watch the verdict and we are stunned. Absolutely yeah. stunned. Now, I didn't watch the trial because oh. I was working so hard, which is why this series, OJ25, is going to be fascinating for me because... Each week of this series takes a look at a week of the trial. So for me, it'll actually be probably the first time I am going to watch this trial from beginning to end and really understand how we got to that shocking verdict. And now we're going to get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, O.J. Simpson, 25. Huge. Huge monumental. This is a docu-series that our documentary series has been put together by Court TV, hosted by my pal roger cossack do you know roger cossack worked for the original court tv yes he told me all about it because i got to interview him oh okay so coming up should we let's take a listen to that interview on the podcast so you sat down with my friend roger cossack for how many hours were you sitting down it was i don't know like five or six okay we had to cut it down yeah i can spend days with this guy he is just so amazing and he's so warm and so smart and we're so lucky that uh, he was able to do this, you know, host this OJ25 series. And this series is unlike anything anyone has ever done about OJ Simpson. Yeah, because it's, it's, we've, we've got the trial footage. We've got it all in-house. We own it, baby. We own it, baby. All right, so coming up, we're going to take a listen to Seema's sit-down with my pal, Roger Cossack. Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area. It is my great privilege to be sitting here with Roger Cossack, the Core TV host of the documentary series, OJ25. Roger, thanks for doing this. My pleasure, Seema. You know, I've been following your career, our listeners, our viewers, everyone knows who you are, but this is really a chance for everyone to get to know you better and for us to gear everyone up for the premiere of OJ25. So where did you start it all off? Well, um, I was a practicing lawyer in Los Angeles. Um, uh, get a plug in for UCLA Law School. Yes, great and, law school. And uh, had worked and, and established a career as a criminal defense lawyer. Before that, you were a prosecutor, though, I right? I prosecuted the L.A. County District Attorney's Office Wow! on the faculty at UCLA Law School and then went out and decided to become a criminal defense lawyer. And most of my practice ended up in the federal courts. Uh, during my career, uh, I had an opportunity to argue before the United States Supreme Court uh, in a case called the United States versus Leon, which is in every uh, uh, law school textbook and taught across the country. Unfortunately, I'm on the losing side of that case. Um, it was six to three against me. What was the case about? Just- 
it was about the exclusionary rule. And the question was whether or not there was a good faith exception to the exclusionary rule. And I said there wasn't. And six Supreme Court justices said there was. So that's how that ended up. But it was as exciting as anything I've ever done, having uh, lunch in the Supreme Court uh, cafeteria, uh, waiting for them to call your name. And now I'll admit to a I think it's a misdemeanor. When you sit down at the Supreme Court, they have these wonderful green leather desks. Oh, you stole something. I, they I have, love it. They, have a, uh, they had a quill across okay. the desk. And that quill <laughs> lasted maybe 10 seconds before it was in, uh, in those days, briefcase. Now they have backpacks. But in those days, I had a briefcase. I took that quill as fast as I could and put it right in that briefcase and walked, that is and walked awesome. right out with it. So, I have a newfound respect for you, you now. Know, hopefully the statutes <laughs> run on this one. <laughs> so... At what point did you transition to television, and, and why? So Okay, so in 1994, I was practicing law in California, um, and um, the O.J. Simpson case began. Mm -hmm. The low-speed chase, uh, all of the things we recall. And I was like anyone else. I was fascinated by it and watching it on television that week. Um, and uh, it was Sunday after that Friday chase. And I was living in L.A., and I was leaving to go. Uh, I used to have this thing about going to the movies on Sunday afternoon, the films on 4, 4, 4 o'clock films. And anyway, I was out the door. Yeah. And as I was walking out the door, the phone rang. And, um, you know, I debated whether or not. Anyway, I, d I answered it thinking it could be, you know, family or something. Anyway, sure. And it turned out to be uh, David Margolik who uh, at that time was writing the At the Bar column for the New York Times. He was the legal editor of the New York Times. Okay. And I knew him because he had covered a case that I had worked on. Um, and he said, I'm writing a piece on OJ for the Times. I need some quotes from a, new, from a Los Angeles criminal defense lawyer, and you're the only one I know. Okay. And um, it's a great way to get into New York Times. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to tell you that there was, you know, this moment when my star was rising in the heaven. But in fact, it turned out I was the only guy he knew. And <laughs> and and, um, and he and I said, David, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't have I don't have much time for this. And he said, please, please, you know how people. T and I said, OK. And so we talked for about 15 minutes. I didn't think anything of it. Off I went, and the next morning, um, and I remember this exactly because it was 6 a.m. straight up I, when the phone rang. And I looked at it, and I was calling me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it was a, a producer from CNN who said, um, you know, is this you? Yes. Well, we're calling you from CNN, and we'd like you to be on our, on our television today. I said, <laughs> why are you calling me? I mean, wh why would you call me? I love your face. And, and, it's great. And, and it's so perplexed. And she said, you are the expert on O.J. Simpson. And I said, I, I don't know anything about O.J. Simpson except what I've read in the, in the newspaper. Nobody, right. no, nobody knows anything about O.J. Simpson. And she said, well, have you seen the New York Times today? Because it's 9 o'clock <laughs> yes, in the East Coast. She I, was calling me from the East Coast. Right. And I was in Los Angeles. And I said... No, and, and she said, "Well, you're—they've done a five-page story on the on this case, and you're quoted about seven or eight times in there." And then the phone just started ringing. It was people—you know how this works—people calling you and saying, "Will you will you be on television?" And other networks calling. And but was that the first time you were ever on television? I'd been on television once. It was Ted Koppel and oh, Nightline. Okay. 
I'll show you how, how, how inexpensively I sold out. What they got me with, they said, we'll send, a, we'll send a car over to pick you up, and we'll send a car over, and then if you want to go out to dinner, you can keep Dude, the car. Dude, I did it for a lot less than a car. I yeah, get it. Okay. I get it. And I thought, subway fare. And I thought, wow, you know, they're going to send a car over. My neighbors are going to go <laughs> think I'm really, you know. And off I went to sit. I'd never been in a television studio. And off I went, and I sat down. And Ted Koppel, suddenly that voice, I don't know if you guys remember Ted Koppel, but he had this voice like this. I do. And Ted Koppel said, joining us now is uh, the leading expert on the O.J. Simpson trial. And I started to say, before I could say, I wanted to say, wait a minute. No, you you didn't. I don't know anything about the O.J. Simpson trial. I just, you know, and he said, so, Roger. And he asked me a question about California criminal law. Now, that I knew. I knew California criminal law. So I was able to answer the question, um, and I realized, I said, hey, this is going to be okay because they're, gonna, they're not asking me about Simpson, you know, what happened in the Simpson case. They're asking me what happens with California law, and that I knew. You know, I've been a California lawyer. Sure. So um, I was able to answer the questions. How did, how did you feel that first time? You know, it was also... Uh, you know, I was a lawyer, practicing lawyer. Did you? And, and, and I never saw a career out of this. But did you continue to go on television and keep your practice? Yeah, but I thought this was going to be a two-week uh, gig. G- yeah. So you had your practice yeah. during the day, yeah. and then you would do uh, legal analyst hits legal when an- they called. That's right. And so, yeah, you know, and exactly I, what And I, I would do all the networks, and I thought, well, this is kind of fun. And, okay. And, and, and eventually it's not going to go away, and I'm not invested in it. And That's a be very it. healthy way to think of it, because I think a lot of us, you know, really struggled with what career to go forward with and whether there would ever be a shift. But well, you sound like you had a healthy perspective. I felt that what I was doing was really important. Yeah. You know, I'd gotten to the Supreme Court. I, I thought that was a big deal. It that is. was a big deal yeah, to me. Yeah, Television was, was fun. And it was fun and it was informative. And everybody, you know, that I knew would see me and say, wow, I saw you on TV. And that, yeah. was, and that was fun. Yeah. But I saw that really as something that was a two-week gig. And that's really the truth. That's exactly no, how I, I I do believe you. You know, you know I, I was a little I, older. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, it wasn't like I didn't, you know, I was like, which career do I go to? I had a career that I had done. You know, I had a career as a lawyer. I hope everyone's enjoying my conversation with OJ25 host Roger Cossack. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll hear the rest of our chat. For more Court TV, watch it on cable, over the air, Roku, or go to CourtTV.com and stream live gavel-to-gavel coverage. Catch up on the big moments from our current cases and relive some of Court TV's most historic trials. Court TV, your front-row seat to justice. So, Roger, when did you finally make the transition to television full-time? So in, in, uh, when the trial began, um, I, well, let me back up a little bit. I told you I was doing these hits for various, sure. various channels. Um, and when the preliminary hearing began, in the O.J. Simpson case, as we point out on O.J. 25, one of the things that occurred was that the defense lawyers fa- uh, rushed this trial along because O.J. Simpson was in custody 
and in jail, and uh, uh, they couldn't get bail. And so he, the lawyers, instead of just delaying, delaying, which is sometimes what defense lawyers do, rushed to have the procedures go, uh, go forward. So CNN called and asked me if I would be the legal analyst for the preliminary hearing. So in my, in my experience, preliminary hearings, even of the most serious kind, take maybe at the most a week. So I thought, well, this will be kind of fun. I'll do it for a week, and then I'll go back to being a lawyer. And, like, get someone to cover your cases in that week or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it stuff. was easy enough to, you know, I, wasn't, I didn't have both. to be in court every day. Sure, and, and, sure. and I could range things around. So it was only going a week. Well, the O.J. Simpson preliminary hearing lasted a month. Wow. And I... Uh, Were you it, freaking out? Like, I was absolutely... I said, <laughs> what have I got myself into? And, and I, I want the uh, listeners... I, I wish this was a video because I love the way you're just shaking your head no, saying, okay, it's 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 I, you're taking me back to it, the moment. Yeah, so they, they came in and they said, what we want you to do is be the legal analyst for the O.J. Simpson trial. And I thought, well, how long can this trial last? I mean, <laughs> Boy. I, I, I thought, you know, I've been... I've had a lot of experience as a lawyer, and I know how long trials last. So you thought what? A month. Oh, Roger. Uh, you know, oh, Roger. I mean a Two month. months. Yeah. Maybe. Six weeks. I, I had no idea. Nine, the most. <laughs> so that, um, so that, you know, by the time I got into that and got out of that thing, that thing went on forever. Yeah. Um... And somewhere during that time, CNN called and said, uh, we're putting together a television show. We want you and Greta to do it. And that's Greta. Van Susteren. Yeah. In, in Washington. And to be completely honest with you, I thought this burden of proof was going to last six months. <laughs> uh, because I truly thought that people oh, will watch God. burden of proof as long as Greta and I talk about O.J. Simpson. But the minute we stopped talking about O.J. Simpson, I thought... Who, who wants to listen to two lawyers talking about law? I mean, come on, you know, boring. So I thought... That's what this podcast is, Roger. Me and Vinny I, talking about <laughs> law. So I was wrong. I've been wrong. I've Thank been, you. I, I've been wrong for 20 plus years on this. Uh, so... How long I, did that show last? Uh, almost nine years. Wow. That left the air, not because it wasn't doing well, but 9-11 came. And they used to do the State Department briefings mm -hmm. by the time we were supposed to go on the air so that pretty much put us out of joint and by that time it'd been we'd been on a long time so i left yeah, greta left i left um i i actually thought well now i'll go back and be a lawyer again you know i thought okay now i'm going back to california to do what i do i uh, go be a lawyer and i call my guys i find that so humble of you by the way because and i think it's really i think this is important to say that so many people become televised people change being on television getting this much attention that we get it can change you unless 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 you have people in your life to keep you grounded well let me say this you know i didn't think i was saving uh, you know mankind by no, going I, on television I feel the same way where I feel occasionally a lot, yeah. you know as a lawyer you get to do something that's maybe not saving mankind but really saving I someone feel else the same way i feel exactly the same way which is why i'm still practicing and i still keep in touch with a lot of my especially my mentally ill clients in 
New York because I want to be there for them. I don't want to abandon people. Yeah. I feel the same way you do. People but don't not everybody's like you, people Roger Cossack. The relationship that that we have with yeah. our clients. Yeah. I mean, people come to you when you're a lawyer when they're really vulnerable and they're yeah. scared. And maybe they didn't maybe they did do something that wasn't so that was yeah. you know. Sure. Nevertheless, they put their faith in you. Yes. And and you know, you have Rely a responsibility. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, being relied upon that makes you feel good. Like, I like when I get calls now as a core TV anchor and they're, they say that, you know, these guys, they don't care that I'm on television. They don't care that, oh, no. you know, I, uh, you know, am on these like posters and this and that. They need me. They need my help. And if I'm the only person who could do it, it's, it's a very, I'm very lucky. I'm no. very lucky. I, I think that's right. And but, so I didn't, you know, I thought when this thing is, so when it was over, I thought, well, this has been fun and I really enjoyed it. Okay. And now I'm going to go back and be, a, the only thing I know how to do, I'll go back and be a lawyer, you and, know. And so it was, there was, I was out of work for about a month and I was doing actually some work for Court TV. Okay. Um, in New York. The uh, original Court TV, right? Yeah. And then uh, I, I uh, calling me and I trying to figure out exactly when, and there was a month had gone by and I wasn't doing much. And I had a call from ESPN, and they said, uh, <laughs> "This is so." And they crazy. said, "You know, we're uh, uh, we were thinking that per we ne we've decided we think we need a legal analyst. Um, would you like to talk about it?" And of course, my best, I said, "What do you guys need a legal analyst for? You're <laughs> you're all sports. You don't need a legal analyst." And they wanted you full time. Yeah. So I said. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I, <laughs> ju just because I. What do you? It seems silly, you know. I. I mean, I really loved ESPN, but I don't think they needed a legal. And analyst. wait, were you a sports guy? Are yeah. you a sports guy? Y yes, but not. You, you know, there's sports guys and there's sports guys. Well, like Vinnie Paulton, you yeah. know, everything is baseball, football, and of course, you know, he's a nationally recognized pickleball champion. Well, uh, did I, you know I, that? I, you I did, heard? I did okay, know that. Yeah, because. It, it's 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 big, you know. It's a yeah. big part of his life. Is that dill pickle or Gherkins? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're, so what was your? So, so anyway, we began to talk, and right at that time, the Kobe Bryant case broke. Okay. Oh. So they right. they called and they said, "Okay, listen, we're through negotiating with you. Just do us a favor, cover Kobe Bryant for us." And then we'll talk about it when when it's over. Okay, so now before <laughs> before we wrap up uh, <laughs> yeah. at least this segment and, and talk about OJ twenty five, right. just give us a few more of the major trials that you covered. Uh, Sandusky. So here, so here, here, yeah. At ESPN, I had the opportunity to cover things that were cloaked in the in the in the name of, if you will, of sports, but were really important for other reasons. They were law cases. You know, mm -hmm. it could be whatever subject. But they're important. So the ones I remember the most, I remember the Sandusky trial at Penn State. And the reason I remember that is because of all the years I've done this, which is a lot of years. This is the testimony that I will that keeps me up at night. And it's the testimony that I that I think about when I can't sleep of those young boys um, who were victimized. That's one that I'll never, ever, yeah. uh, ever forget is the Sandusky case. Aaron Hernandez, from beginning to end, a tragedy uh, for so many reasons. The other one is the Duke lacrosse. And the reason I never forget that one is um, the narrative was written early on. W rich, wealthy boys taking advantage of minorities, um, special privilege on the Duke University. They get things that other people don't. 
uh, hold a party, uh, a young woman gets sexually assaulted. Within three or four days, that narrative started falling apart. Turned out there was a prosecutor who eventually was disbarred, um, who was, to say the least, fooling around with the evidence. There was evidence that indicated that at least one of those boys wasn't even there. Right. Um, right at the beginning, I held on to the narrative maybe a week too long. I should have known better when that narrative started falling apart. I kept, and I always felt I was a week too late before I started critically examining what was going on and starting asking questions. I always felt a little bad about that one. So those are the three that stick with me. Okay. Next, uh, let's get into OJ25, shall we? You got it. Okay. Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area. So, Roger, let's talk about OJ25. You told us how you were so intricately involved in the actual trial. Has there ever been anything so huge as the O.J. trial? In the sense of, of, of capturing the headlines and, and, and keeping the headlines and, keeping, and becoming part of, of, of American culture, there's never been anything, at least that I've been involved with, that, that, that did it like the Simpson case. Well, when you say capturing the headlines, what do you think the media's role was in the O.J. Simpson trial? Well, it's always a great question. You know, it's a chicken and egg question whether or not the it's the it's the it was the the media that that kept the ball rolling, or whether or not the story kept the ball rolling. Um, these kinds of cases sell. Uh, you know, they also sex sells. You know, uh, yeah. these kinds of <laughs> these kinds of stories sell. Yeah. Um, and a, a hero that falls from grace, and people forget, and you know, young. What a hero O.J. Simpson was in this country. Why do you think today, after all of these years, right, O.J. Right. 25, why right. are people still fascinated by this story, by that trial? Well, I think, first of all, I think in America, and perhaps around, you know, we're always fascinated by f people who fall from grace. Uh, yes. Th and, there, and there is that. There is the racial I issue here. Uh, there is um, the hidden secrets issue here. And, of course, there's the acquittal. Um, how did this guy end up getting acquitted? The trial, what did it say about justice? Uh, what does it say that asked a lot of questions? What does it say about what wealthy people can get that others can't? Um, so there were a lot of questions. And there were characters. There were... You know, there was Johnny Cochran. There was F. Lee Bailey. There oh, was yeah. uh, Barry Shack. Barry Shack. Marsha Clark. Mar there was Marsha Clark Chris and Chris Darden. There were, and, of course, Mark Furman. And, of course, Mark Furman. And so there were characters, yeah. you know, characters that you that people saw. I mean, they weren't the nameless, faceless people who got up. These people became characters who became integral parts of this. Uh, you know, you want to say theater, but it was obviously much more serious than that. Tell us about Core TV's... OJ25, and why is this different than anything else that's been done about OJ Simpson in that trial? This is different because this is the trial. 
So what we're doing is uh, breaking the, the trial lasted 37 weeks. Um, <laughs> I can't I know, yeah, on and on and on. 37 <laughs> weeks, and we are breaking it down into 37-hour episodes. Okay. And uh, what we're doing is uh, picking out those parts. You know, when, when something lasts 37 weeks, there's also a lot of dead time involved. Yes. So we're, we're eliminating that, and we are going to those parts um, which we feel had the most uh, impact uh, in the trial and, of course, on the verdict. And, and what we want people to know is since we know what the result of the trial was, the real question is, how did we get to that result? Everyone, that yeah. most people were surprised at, at that. And verdict. most people still want to know the answer to. Exactly. So what we're trying to do is, is you know, the best evidence of what happened is the, is the actual trial. I mean, that this what happened. This is what happened. Um, so cutting out those parts that that were the sitting around and the not so exciting and going to the testimony and going to how the interaction between the lawyers and Judge Ito and showing the viewers what actually occurred. And as as I've said, uh, one of the things I found from doing this is is that. I begin to get an understanding of what went on in the courtroom, which led to, or at least as a possible explanation, of what led to the verdict. Um, I've described it as, as before, as, as the prosecution ended up being on the, having to defend its case, and as, as you know, prosecutors prosecute, and the defense defends. So yeah. you begin to see, though, with what, how Judge Ito acted and, uh, and such, um, that he enabled the def- the prosecution and in some ways handcuffed the def- uh, excuse me enabled the defense in some ways pro- uh, handcuffed the prosecution, and you get a sense of how that occurred, how it began to build, um, day after day after day. You begin to see how Marsha Clark was put in this corner where she where she was having to fend off things that really had nothing to do with the case, because. Uh, in some ways, I think they became, I know they became personally aggressive to her. That should have been stopped. You, there's just a lot of things that you go back and now, you go now yeah. now and see that you had no way of viewing or understanding when it was actually going on. So um, from a historical viewpoint, this is, in cultural viewpoint, this is, this is really, uh, it's interesting and exciting. It sounds like doing this series, OJ25, has really enlightened you to a lot of what occurred in the trial as well as the aftermath. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, what's happened is, is, is something I didn't think was going to happen with me I, is, is that I now view what we're, what we're going to broadcast. I view these films. I, I view the trial. And I look at it different. I think, wow, oh, yeah, that's, that is what happened. <laughs> and then I see it. In, in the context of knowing what happened. And like I said, it's like little building blocks. I, I see little blocks being built to, that, add, that, that eventually result in the acquittal. But when it's going on, you know, as it goes on day after day after day, and you're doing it live, and you don't know what's going to happen, uh, you don't get that sense of, of how it's going. Yeah, you know, it's really, yeah, yes, you go back yes, and look absolutely. at it from a historical standpoint now. Sure. And that's why this, that's why... You know, I'm I'm prejudiced, but that's why this is fascinating. It's fascinating to, to go it. back yeah. and say, this is what happened. Uh, you know, everybody remembers it, or the people that saw it. But now you go back and say, oh yeah, 
this is what happened. This is how it worked. And I really think of it, if you look at it through the prism of the defense's overall strategy was to make the prosecution defend, and Judge Ito was in some ways an enabler. Mm-hmm. He let them That's do it. That's a good it. word, enabler, yeah. He let them do it. And the, so the prosecution spent most of its time in that trial on its heels. Rather, you know, prosecutors prosecuted. Yeah. Mostly the defense who were on their heels. Yeah. And so that's what happened. Before I let you go, okay. is there anything else that you want our listeners and viewers to know about OJ25? I think it's, uh, I, I think it's important. Um, you know, there's this sense of, uh, I, I thought, gee, you know, OJ25, is there, you know, when, when, uh, when, when you guys called me about it and I thought, OJ 25, <laughs> is it, you know, is it, is it really something that should be done? And I, and I thought about it and I, I think, I think it's important because it was so culturally important and it has such lasting, uh, it's, it hasn't gone away. I mean, 25 years later. I feel the same way. People still I talk about sa- this. Yes. And people and still think impact. about it. And the impact. Um, so, yeah, I think from a historical and cultural point, uh, point of view, it's important to, to see. It's, it's, a, it's, his, it's history. It's our history, like it or not. It's our history. Roger Cossack, thank you so much for sitting and talking to me. My pleasure. Seem a great job in that interview with my pal Roger Cossack. Interesting guy. You saw how he wanted to talk about you, right? Yeah. Those little little bits about pickleball and what have you. He is so so lovely, Vinny. I uh, I felt really lucky to be able to do it. Of course, we missed you during it, but I felt really lucky because I, unlike you, you know, I don't know him really well. Yeah, I, I think it was better for you to do that interview. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was nice to just discover his path. And his experience and his skill. And what was also great is how excited he is about this, that he is rediscovering Court TV and the OJ trial. And he's giving all of that enthusiasm to our viewers and our listeners. Yeah, and, and some interesting perspective. So that OJ 25 is, is, is just awesome stuff. All right, so folks, uh, Seam and I are uh, hosting this podcast, right? Yes, we are. But we also host TV shows. We're on on the television. On Court TV, which you can get many different ways, including a digital antenna. (laughs) But there are people, Seema, that that have these digital antennas, and maybe they hooked it up months ago. Yeah. And because Court TV is still relatively new, um, we're coming into new markets. So to get our signal from the airwaves sure. through that magic, you need yeah. to re-scan your antenna. Rescan. And you re-scan it, and you can uh, have a much better shot of getting Court TV and being able to watch us, not just listen to us, but please listen to us uh, as well. All right, Vinny, how do we watch OJ25? Well, I- I- after you've re-scanned, right? Yes, that's <laughs> after right. After re-scanning. <laughs> um, you can watch OJ25. It's uh, a new episode every Thursday. So every Thursday, new episode that talks about a week of the trial. After it, your show. After my show. So it comes on at 9 o'clock Eastern, okay. and then it replays at 10 o'clock Eastern. So if you catch the second half of it and you, and you want to see the first half, you can just stay on. I'm so excited it. for this. Good stuff. Thank All you right. so much. Time to go. Got a lot of things to do. A lot of I've got to rescan myself, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. This podcast is a production of Court TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.